the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score Studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And yes, indeed, we have the winning combination because, of course, we're starting off with the award-winning score volunteer, Lucy Polito. How are you, Lucy? I am great, Chris, and it's good to be in the show today. Well, good. It's good, actually. Uh, absolutely. It's always great to have you on. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, but this show is all about SCORE. And everything SCORE is doing for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you are an entrepreneur, they're there to help you succeed, as I said. And it's so easy to do. And, you know, they're a nationwide organization, but this local office, the local office is award-winning. And they have uh, really excelled over these last few years when things were so trying. Uh, they didn't slow down. They speeded up. Right, Lucy? They, we certainly have, and we have continued to do very well. You know, the office is open as you know, and uh, we're doing well. And one of the things that, that we all enjoy is actually participating in the uh, coffee with the leader and our usual um, uh, monthly, sometimes luncheons that we have. Uh, so, you know, people are still coming in. They come and they visit. We're, our offices are still open and we're ready to help. We're getting some very good volunteers in all phases of business. So... We can help just about anybody. And what she's talking about with the offices, first of all, they're located in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall in the National Entrepreneur Center, internationally renowned National Entrepreneur Center, which is on the West End, just off McGuire there. And those office hours for SCORE now, and because there are other offices there as well in the National Entrepreneur Center, other great organizations there to help you as well. But the SCORE office hours are 10 to 4, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1 on Friday. And if you'd like to speak with someone at, at length, you'd better make an appointment ahead of time. It'd be, it'd be better to make an appointment ahead of time because if you just walk in the door, they'd be happy to say hello to you, but they're more likely going to be in the middle of something. But they'd certainly be happy, be happy to uh, talk with you. Just give them a call at 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it's 407-420-4844. And if you call during those normal business hours, you're going to get a human being. And uh, if they're tied up, they'll call you right back. If you call after hours, they'll call you back the very next business day. So 407-420-4844 for SCORE. And that would be to take advantage of a mentorship program. But if you go to the website, you'll see there's a whole lot of other stuff available at SCORE. That's orlando.score.org. And if you sign up for the newsletter at the website, 
you'll be uh, in really good shape because uh, they'll be giving you alerts as to upcoming webinars, and uh, you'll get a great newsletter, and it's right there at orlando.score.org. And uh, that's where you have an archive of a lot of the great presentations that they've had, uh, an archive of these radio shows, uh, templates that you can use for business documentation, and all of this available at the inflation-proof and actually the deflation, the only inflation and deflation-proof price of, what is it again, Lucy? You know, Chris, you you make me uh, commit to sin every week. Okay. It's free. It is. Absolutely no charge, ladies and gentlemen. And that's because of grants and great sponsors. And uh, so please do take advantage of it. And the great educational programs. Lucy mentioned the Coffee with the Leader presentations. Those are bi-monthly. And they oftentimes, matter of fact, probably more often than not, bring in somebody from outside of SCORE to help educate things uh, because at SCORE, I mean, they got it going on all the time. And they uh, like the business workshops for the five basic uh, workshops for starting a business from scratch, which everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur should take advantage of. So all you have to do is uh, call, make an appointment, find orlando.score.org on the website, and you can go from there. All right. And that means uh, we're going to go from here to our guest today. And uh, he has not been on the show before, so we're going to find out a lot about Carlos Pires. Carlos, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you, Lucy, for having me being here. So it's my first radio show, so uh, bear with me. <laughs> oh, you'll do just I'll fine. To do my best. All right. Uh, so. what, uh, what we'd like to do first, Carlos is find out a little bit about the, our guests themselves before we get to the profession, the business end of things. So if you'll tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, like where are you from, uh, where did you go to school, how, how did you get, uh, basically how did you get from where you were born to where you are now, and then we'll get into where you are now after that. All right. So it's just a long story, so I'm going to try to do short as as quick as I can. So uh, my name is Carlos Pires. I'm uh, uh, I'm, I'm Portuguese, but I was born in Brazil. Uh, so I'm from Brazil. I'm a periodontist here in, in Florida, in, in uh, Central Florida. I have pretty much two offices: one in, in Winter Park and one in Nacruzzi Road by the Lake Nona area. So long story short, I started doing my road, and just a couple of years ago, I graduated from dental school, 1997. So about almost. Uh, 20, 25 years old, uh, years ago. So 1997, I started doing my, uh, uh, I opened my practice over there. I started doing an oral surgery residency in Brazil. That's when I met one of my best friends. Uh, he was uh, actually, at that time, he was applying to to become an uh, endodontist at the University of Michigan. I went to the University of Michigan. I was supposed to be there for about a year doing a research. I ended up being at UAM for three years. After long three years, I went back to Brazil. I finished up my oral surgery training in Brazil. And uh, at the same time, I got a master's degree in dental implants. I opened my practice in Brazil. I was working for a couple of years in Brazil. Uh, but uh, once I, I came to the U.S., I love this country. I went back to Brazil. It was like uh, some doors. I felt it was closed down in my face because I was uh, teaching uh, in dental school in Brazil. I went back, I felt some people were unfortunate, they were like jealousy, maybe. So I said, you know something? 
I gotta go to some place that actually likes me or some place that I feel comfortable with. So that's how I end up here in the US. So I applied to Case Western to become a periodontist. I went there in 2005. I that was three years. I got another master's degree in in, in, in periodontics. Uh, finished up 2008. I started working with a great uh, partner over there in, in Cleveland area. Uh, I was an independent, uh, Dr. Mark Morgan, great guy, my friend. Uh, after a few years in Cleveland, I got a phone call from one of my friends, my same friend that was actually a Michigan. He started working here in, the, in, in Florida. He said, you know, Carlos, I'd like to have someone to, you know, treat my patients as implants or or uh, gum uh, treatment. So I said, you know, why not? So I decided to take a Florida board. I took a Florida board in, in 2013, end of 2012, beginning of 2013. I got my Florida license and uh, I moved down to Florida. And uh, after a couple of years of working for a private practice uh, with another general dentist, I decided to purchase my uh, periodontal office uh, here at Winter Park in 2015. And uh, a couple of years later, a few years later, I got married. I got a kid as well, and then I decided to open another office in Lake Nona area because it's just a bit closer at home. I opened up the second office in 2019, uh, beginning of 2020, and then pretty much I shut down the all the office for almost half of the year because of 2020. But now I'm I'm here. I'm two days a week in Winter Park and two days a week at, at Lake Nona office. So that's a, a long story short well and uh, i think well, well that's, that's just it. well that's just what we were looking for lucy do you have any questions before i go with one i'm sorry did you have any questions for carlos before i go with one no, here? No, okay carlos uh why why did you decide to you know be a dentist and periodontist and and implants and all that what brought you why was it that you chose this profession well, uh, let's put it that way. I, I, I went to see my dentist in Brazil when my parents used to take us over there. So I saw him working like in my parents' mouth, like doing feelings, things like that. And uh, I was, I mean, I, I was a really good student. So I, I, I couldn't become like a, anything. But I said, you know, I, it's ironic, but I was afraid of blood. <laughs> so I think I, if I become a dentist, <laughs> it's gonna be nice because I can do feelings. I can, you know, help people. <laughs> I mean, I always think about that. And after my second year of dental school, I started being on the on the ER. With uh, I have a friends that were in medical school. I was a dentist. We started getting together, so they said, you know, uh, Carlos, uh, you we need a dentist here in the ER. So I was a student. I started taking one tooth out, two teeth out. I said, wow, patient has infection, toothache. And that's when I started being hooked on, on doing surgery. So there was an interesting question you asked me, Chris, because I have instructed that when I was in at Michigan, uh, later on at Case West as well, he asked every single reason why you want to, why you're doing a period, why you want to become a periodontist. So my answer was, you know, I like periodontists because it's I can see the patient more often than oral surgeon because oral surgeon usually see a patient and send the patient home. Rarely you see the patient back. As a periodontist, I see the patient more often, so it's kind of a getting a more uh, relationship. 
more uh, we get marriage with the patient because it's a periodontal treatment, it's implant placement, things like that. And uh, my instructor asked me, so what do you guys like? So some of them say, oh, I like this, I like that. It's One day he asked me, and said, why do you like what you do? I said, well, because I just enjoy what I do. And I said, if I didn't enjoy, I would not become a periodontist. So I like what I'm doing. I like helping people. I like to <laughs> see a, a case that's in the beginning and patients not doing so well. And then after the treatment, the patient just get healthier and, and better. Uh, so pretty I bet- much I, I just... Yes. I bet he thought that was the best answer of all. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, stay with us. we got to take a break. You are listening to What's the Score? And we're talking with Carlos Paris. He is a periodontic a periodontist, offices in Winter Park and the Lake Nona area. And we'll give you more information about how you can contact him when we get back with more of What's the Score? again to what's the score thanks for tuning in and telling your friends and family about it that's the power of the word of mouth which starts right here on the radio all right what's the score lucy Polito and myself christopher hart our guest today carlos paris and he was just telling us about the how he became a periodontist and his his route to central florida's fascinating journey and uh, inspiring in a way but you said you mentioned uh, the uh when you were at the University of Michigan, uh, you were there for research. Did I did I understand you to say that? I went there for one year of postgraduate, so right. I started doing uh, research in Brazil, and uh, I I was thinking to do more uh, jaw surgery. So but they you, have a. But you said uh, you stayed three. You said you stayed there three years, though. Why would you end up yes. staying there three years? Yes, because it was a one year, and then I started doing part of my thesis in Brazil at the University of Michigan. I see. So I started collecting data in the University of Michigan. So it took me about a year and a half, two years. And uh, after three years, that's when I collected the data. And I uh, said, so, you know something, I have to go back to Brazil. They even invited me to stay in Michigan as a postgraduate student uh, uh, as internship. But I said, you know something, let me go back to Brazil, finish my whole training, and then I will just uh, get back to the U.S. If, if, I, if I could. So... Okay. It's like a finish up a circle. I have a mission. I started doing my thesis, so I felt I have to go, go back and finish what I start. So I finished, and then I said, okay, let's go to a new route and, you know, move forward. Wow. Pretty so sp- I have a question. Yeah, please, go ahead. So you you can practice either here or in Brazil? Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, I have a license in, in actually in here in the U.S., in Florida, Michigan, and Ohio. And I also have my data license in, in Brazil. Well, data license in Brazil, it's uh, like a, a, I, I expired because I'm not practicing there anymore for the last uh, almost, uh, well, 15 years, 20, 18 years more. So I just, it's there. Uh, just, I'm not reactivated yet, but if I need to, I can. But my, again, my home is here. <laughs> Good. Well, you certainly need it in the community. I'm I'm certain of that. But let's kind of start from the basics, uh, if we can, Carlos. Exactly what is a periodontist? Okay, uh, periodontist. It's it's a specialist that actually uh, take care about uh, the periodontia. So, what's periodontia? It's the it's the pretty much the teeth, the gums, the gingiva, the 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 bone that attaches your teeth on your bone jaw. So, pretty much, it's just a 
So I took care about periodontal disease, which is a gum disease that can cause bone loss, teeth loss. Also can cause, a, a, nowadays we know there's a link between diabetes and gum disease, uh, heart attack, stroke, even uh, sometimes, it, it, even not Parkinson, we're kind of on that route as well. So everything that's happening in the mouth uh, can trigger to side effects in your entire body. So, so it's pretty much a, a, a specialist that just take care of the gum. Also, uh, rehabilitation. So patients they have missing teeth, uh, definitely a uh, We do place a, a implants as well to replace those teeth. Um, another uh, uh, part of the of the of the special uh, of its specialty actually is a gum grafting. So, so there are some people that suffer from resin gums. Uh, resin gums can cause. Uh, uh, sensitive to hot, uh, can cause uh, uh, cavities as, as well. So on periodontics, it's, it's a specialist that pretty much trying to keep the oral health under control or the foundation under control. So the general dentist think, can keep it up with uh, feelings, crowns, uh, things like that. So we're we are the, the, the pretty much the, the quarterback, I would say. <laughs> okay. And well, if you, if you don't ahead. take care of your teeth, uh, you can really get into serious trouble. I mean, I happen to know somebody who didn't do a very good job of that and wound up getting very sick of the heart. And you, you know, you never even would think about that uh, because most people don't understand that or don't know that it, but you can be seriously ill as a result of not taking care of your mouth. Okay. That's, that's correct. Yeah. And this, um, so you're you're kind of like uh, the backup, if you would, uh, to a dentist. Uh, in other words, you're you're there for the things that that he wouldn't do, and sort of the regular maintenance type things. Um, but uh, now, um, when you you said you had originally you were working as part of a practice, what made you decide to break off on your own and become uh, the owner operator yourself? Well, that's where uh, sometimes uh, ign uh, be ig ignorant is good because uh, I said I was always worked for someone, but I said, you know, working for someone is okay, but there are some things that you want to do by yourself. So there are some things that you want to improve. There are some things that you want to do the, the next step. So being by myself or being an entrepreneur or just a, 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 having your own private practice, uh, you don't have the uh, corporate behind you. So you have to do what is the best for the patient. You just think what's the best for the patient, what's the best for you, for the staff, for your, you know, for the office. So it's, it, it gives you more uh, flexibility to choose the right instruments or the right materials that you can do so you can benefit your work, it can last longer. So that's one thing that I, I it was an interesting question because in the beginning, when I first came to U.S., I was just thinking to become a, a, a teacher, professor in data, in data school because I said, okay, my doors is so close because I afford it. So how can I get a dental license? Uh, how? So that was my first idea. But once some doors start closing to become a teacher because it's so narrow, that, 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 that space, all their doors start opening up. So I said, you know, I think I can become a periodontist. I think I can work outside of data school. So I started working, again, as a as a associate in, the, in Cleveland. Fort Neck and Fort Neck, I moved down to Florida. That was always my goal. I said, okay, I have this great guy in Cleveland. I want to try to do the same thing he did for the last uh, 20 years. 
I want to create here in Florida. I want to, so it's more flexibility when you have your own practice. More headaches. I'm not going to say it's a beautiful route, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. And that was going to be my next question is the challenges are different now because not only do you have to be up with, you know, what your your profession actually is, but now you also have to keep up with the books and all the, you know, all the taxes, payroll and stuff like that. And had you been exposed to that before at all or was it all that sort of brand new to you? Well, I will tell you the truth. I have dual training, so I have my dental school in Brazil, but I also have a lot of uh, training here in the U.S. Uh, unfortunately, I think that's general for every single dental school and medical school. We are actually a business. We are entrepreneur as well. Right. So they, they teach us great things to become a great physician, great dentist, great periodontist. But unfortunately, U.S., I'm not saying just U.S., but Brazil, Canada, Europe, they don't have a class or something to talk about become a business manager. There's nothing about that. So it's it's hard for you to you start listening up to one associate with the other doctor. You start going to meetings, but it's it's it, you pretty much you just learn everything by yourself because I said, okay, I'm gonna buy out. Great, I bought this practice. Uh, what else? Oh, payroll. Okay, so I have to get the IRS involved. How am I gonna be doing the payroll? What else? Oh, I have to get a license for my x-ray unit. Oh, good. How do I do that? Call the city of uh, Orlando. Call the Department of Health. So there are things that actually I started learning on the, on the business that if I have had that class here in the U.S. or in Brazil, whatever, in data school, my last year, that would be great because it would make my life not perfectly, but it would be smoother and I'll know what to expect. As I said, Sometimes stupidity is great because I didn't know what I was going to get to. <laughs> and then when I go here, I say, okay, I have to do it or do it. Right. So that's, so well, you know, that's a good question. Well, you know, Lucy, he's absolutely right uh, that the schools here in the United States, I knew, didn't, you know, teach business practices nearly enough. Uh, we don't teach kids even how to balance a checkbook, you know, in in high school, and and I know there are they don't carry checkbooks around anymore, but you still got to know how to balance your account. You got to know what's going in and what's going out and why, and that you know it, it's kind of like everybody's just thrown in the deep end of the pool, and if you don't sink, you well okay, right? You know what I mean, Lucy? Yep, that is absolutely right. You know I. I criticize that a lot because it's amazing. Some high school kids don't even have uh, knowledge of math, let alone going into thinking about going into business. So, uh, you know, at SCORE, we we have to start from scratch sometimes because people really don't know what a financial statement is or what is a uh, business plan or any of that kind of stuff. So, because none of that stuff is even mentioned in school, even high school, or even when they go to college and they become professionals, they don't know how to operate a business per se. So that's a that's a really big I, fault, I think, in, in the school system in, in the U.S. And I don't know if it's true all over the U.S. I think it is uh, because we certainly deal with people from all over the country. Yeah. So, I mean, we're missing some great uh important facts of life. I mean, you have to understand what's a debit and what's a credit and that kind of stuff. How do you start a business if you don't understand the basics of a business? 
yep. the basics of uh, making money, you know? Yep, exactly. It's, it's difficult. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Dr. Paris, uh, how, do, how do people contact you? Uh, as a specialist, most of my patients, they, they refer direct to me from their general dentist. Okay. Uh, so I, have, I try to have a really good uh, relationship with my uh, general dentist so they can refer to me. I do have, uh, well, of course, a website of my office. I do have a Facebook uh, page. But most of my patients, they're referred direct from general dentist. But they, here and there, a couple of patients a month, a few patients a month, I do get like a referral direct from other patients that were here. I have referred from, uh, they look at me up on the Google or on the internet. So there are some that actually, they found me. Uh, okay. Well, we, we have site, uh, All right. Well, we have to take a break at this point, but we'll tell folks uh, where those sites are when we come back. And we will be right back with more of What's the Score? We are What's the Score? I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito, the award-winning score volunteer, and our guest today, Carlos Pires. He is the Winter Park Periodontist, and that's his website, winterparkperiodontist.com. That's dentist as in the individual, T-I-S-T, winterparkperiodontist.com. And now for Lake Nona, if you'd like to contact him in that area, it's Lake Nona Dental Implants.com. Lake Nona Dental Implants.com. Uh, and back to uh, Carlos here. And um, we were just talking about the business end of things. And you're right, you know, the colleges don't treat, and it doesn't matter what you're going to college for. They don't, you know, give you business, you know, unless it's, you know, you're going into studying business. But uh, otherwise, uh, professionals and, and uh, kids at high school level really just don't get uh, training on how to handle money and and uh, what it's all about in the sense that they can really understand, uh, you know, the dynamics of being in business. But you went about, you know, you, you dove in and you're now running your own business. Uh, real quick before we move on, would you, would, any regrets? Uh, you, you said sometimes it's better you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, you, in other words, you wouldn't have, did, you might not have done this if you'd have known what you were getting into. I guess that's the implication. Uh, I take it still no regrets or you still happy where you're at running yeah, your own no, business? No regrets. Okay. All right. No regrets. I mean, it's just a little bit of bumping on the road, but no regrets at all. It's just. It's fun at the end of the day. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's that's just it with entrepreneurs, Lucy, is in a way we're kind of – we'll take the punishment, you know, if the reward is there too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think most people uh, that are going into business, of course, everybody wants to be successful. But uh, they they also know that there's, it's a big risk. You, you know, if you're not – and that's what we try to tell people that come to score is you, you have to be prepared. You have to know at least the basics. Just don't go in because you have a great idea and you think you're going to make it and be, you know, very successful on, upon opening the door because it doesn't work that way. Uh, but I mean, anybody who wants to start a business always thinks they have the best idea and uh, they can do it. But, you know, you have to follow the rules and you have to know what the environment is and what the laws are. So. 
you know, that's one of the things that we try to tell people when they come to score is, you know, take a look at the whole picture. Look at what you're going to get into. Look at what it's going to cost you because a lot of people don't know how much it is expensive to start a business. Uh, there's licenses just about in just about any business, just about. So you have to think about a lot of things. And that's what we try to help with uh, people with, you know, from the very beginning, we try to mention all the possible things that they are going to be facing. So that's what we're there for. Help them out, make them open the business and hopefully they can be successful. Very good. And once again, score is, is you can find them at orlando.score.org of course and locally here, 407-420-4844. And because it is a nationwide organization, they have offices all over the country and volunteers like Lucy, thousands of them. And you can find out more about the nationwide organization at score.org. All right. And uh, refer people that you know in other parts of the country who are entrepreneurs or thinking about being an entrepreneur as well. And back to uh, Dr. Carlos Pires, uh, the Winter Park Periodontist. WinterParkPeridontist.com. Um, the uh, how is it, now, I, you've been in the business? I mean, relatively a short period of time, even though you've you've been in business a decade and a half or so. But uh, have you seen many changes in the way the business of of providing this type of health care to patients is being done? In other words, are is are is insurance more a factor in the treatment itself, uh, uh, that sort of thing? Um, yes, and to a certain point. Uh, I'm a fee-for-service office, so I not contract with dental insurance. So why I decided to do that? Well, first, unfortunately, dental insurance, they don't, they're uh, their profit organization, let's put it that way, it's like more uh, uh, like a bonus. So, for example, you have a certain amount to use every year. You use it or not. So, in other words, it's not like a medical insurance that actually it's accumulates. And data insurance, you have one thousand every year, and you have to use it or lose it. And that's why some. That's why I decided not to become like a, a own contract with a data insurance. Why? Data insurance want to dictate in a certain way the materials you want to use. So in other words, I, I have great, I love doing implants, bone graft, uh, to replace missing teeth. I have on one, there was a, a time that was actually discussed, I said, should I be in part of insurance? Should I not be part of insurance? So there's one insurance, I said, you know, I, I, I want to talk, uh, how my, uh, how, what's the fee? And how much is the reimbursement for a bone graft uh, placement? Oh, it's them. It's that much. I said, "Well, uh, what will be your best? You know, the the the, the amount." I said, "Well, that'll be the best. I can give you ten percent more." So I said, "You know something? That doesn't even cost the cover the cost of my material." And the person on the other side of the of the phone actually was an insurance representative. Told me, "You know, doctor, you do know there are other materials to use it." So I said, well, oh, thank you very much. So when I heard that, say, you know, data insurance definitely doesn't want to help patients at one point. Because, uh, they, they, unfortunately, uh, data insurance started in the 60s, more or less, 60s, 70s. So that time was 1000 a year. Guess what? Nowadays, 2023, is still 1000 a year. 
fees went up. So that time, 35 years ago, 45 years ago, $1,000, it was amazing. Could have done like a full mouth rehabilitation. Nowadays, unfortunately, the insurance companies, the dental insurance companies, did not follow up the inflation, did not show up, did not follow up the, the, the cost of living. So unfortunately, insurance plays a role, but when you start explaining to the patient the benefits of not being in network compared to being in network, uh, it's better for the patient in one certain way. Yeah, Insurance is great for maintenance. Let's put it away. Your mouth is it's healthy. Yes, insurance company is going to cover your cleans. It's going to cover your, your x-rays. That's great for maintenance. But when you have a problem, when the treatments needed, unfortunately, dental insurance, they're not going to cover 100% at all. They're going to cover up to $1,000 usually a year, and that's it. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough decision. So, yes, insurance play a role, but if you know how to help the patients and how you can deal with the, this uh, part of insurance, you can have really nice success at business anyways. And the most important thing, the, you can choose the right material that you feel comfortable with, the right material that has the better quality to play, for the patient to, to, to use it. So I don't want to place anything in my mother's mouth. So that's why I started thinking, so which material should I use in my mouth? Or on my mother's mouth. So when I see that, I say, okay, that's the material I want to use. That's the material I don't want it to use. Right. So that's a that's a way to move forward. Yeah, help people. Yeah, when when they say managed care, sometimes that managing isn't uh, what's the best, you know, for the patient at the end of the day. Um, so, well, very good. Uh, it, are you are you sort of uh, alone in doing that? I mean, are, I know there are others probably like you, but are you now more of a rarity than uh, a regular? And uh, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? In other words, are there other are there many others like yourself doing business that way? Uh, it's not too many because uh, it's just a few. I do have some great uh, general dentists. He's been, he's, I mean, not him, but uh, hers was a few. They've been out of network for the last, since when they get up from school, they maybe work with uh, insurance for one year, two years, and that's when they figured out, say, that I cannot live like that. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a small group, it's a small amount of doctors. Um, some specialists, they're out of network as well. Uh, some of the general dentists as well. Uh, but the thing is, when you figure out about insurance, uh, your, your office is really busy when you ex- accept insurance. The point is uh, the fee is so low they pay towards the dentist that actually it's not, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. That's the thing because uh, some dentists, they don't feel, they don't become sick uh, of that. They don't understand about profit loss and how profitable your office has to be. So, and that's why I say, okay, if I'm out of network, I can uh, charge a, a real reasonable fee with a better quality, quality materials. Right. So because I don't want to do a one pursuit today, I have to repeat it again six months. No, that's bad for right. me. So I want to do one pursuit that I know it's going to last. And those doctors, they're out of network. They think the same way. So you know, you know Carlos, it's, a, it's more cost in the beginning, but I know the patient's not going to come back to me in six months or a year. So you know, my feeling fell out. My crown broke off. I want a patient to come back to me stable and see the patient for the next 5, 10, 15 years with the same uh, material in their mouth, with the same health in their mouth. 
So it's not, again, it's not too many people. Only thing that it's caused a problem nowadays is because of the depth of data students when they come up from the data school. Right. They just want to work, work, work. ComfortNet, they start working with a corporate, corporate, and uh, it's not it's not bad. Don't take me wrong, but ComfortNet corporate just think of the dentist or the uh, doctor as uh, one number, and that's it. So when they start getting tired and and, and and upset with their own profession because they used to love doing dentistry, some decide say, "No, that's it. I'm going to open my own practice," and that's when they're going to learn the hard way: profit and loss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the thing that it's, uh, it's amazing. We should open up a school. They, we'll see. they don't teach it on dating school. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, we have to take another break, but we'll come back. And once again, if you would like to contact Dr. Pierce, Dr. Carlos Pierce, you can find him in Winter Park at Winter Park Periodontist, like in the individual periodontist, T I S T, winterparkperiodontist.com. And in Lake Nona, it's LakeNonaDentalImplants.com, LakeNonaDentalImplants.com. Okay, and stick around because we're coming right back with more of What's the Score? Welcome back once again to What's the Score? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate it. Before we get back to Lucy Polito and our guest today, Dr. Carlos Paris. Uh, the Winter Park Periodontist. (laughs) Let me just remind you that radio is still a great way to get your message out there. You ever noticed how you hear some of the advertisers on radio year after year, and you wonder, why are they always on radio? It's because it brings them business, ladies and gentlemen, and it can do the same thing for you. And now here at Salem Media Group, they also have Salem Surround, so they can surround your message or surround the community with your message because uh, they also know now how to integrate a an online message with an over-the-air message or just go with one or the other. Either way, they are, have all the experts right here to help you out. They know this area. They know the Internet in and out, and they're waiting to help you at Salem Surround. You can Google Salem Surround or you can go to surroundorlando.com, surroundorlando.com. And if you'd like to speak with someone here at Salem Media Group Orlando, please give them a call at 407-618-1760. That's 407-618-1760. And, Lucy, you had a question for Dr. Pierce. Yeah, I was uh, interested in knowing if you uh, have uh, younger uh, folks, most of the people that go to your type of service are older folks, I feel, I find. But I'm thinking about kids. I mean, uh, you know, say teenagers, do you have a lot of clients in that area? Or do you have kids that, you know, have problems that, that are a little more serious than a cavity? Uh, as, as I said, uh, kids usually see teenagers in my office. Um, it's Gum disease, uh, I mean, they have more like a, a problems with a, a um, phrenectomy or phrenum or a little bit of extra gum growth between the braces. So those are the kids that uh, take the baby teeth out sometimes. So the, 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 when it comes to teenagers, I think I'd see probably after 10 years of, uh, years of age up to, you know, 18, 19. So I still consider 18, 19 teenager anyways. But uh, the, the thing about periodontal disease, it's uh, it's really rare in kids. And I'll say it does not exist, but it's really rare. 
most of it is because of uh, bleeding gums. So a regular cleaning, or that's why the periodontal uh, maintenance comes along with the periodontist, because you can do a cleaning and prevent the gum disease of start. Uh, we know that in the whole uh, US, 30% of the people, whole US, they do have some certain amount of periodontal disease or gum disease. By the time you get older, so after 50 years of age, in 60, uh, most of, actually, that 30% of periodontal people with periodontitis, actually, when they get 50, 60 years of age, it's almost 50% of the population their age. So, so in other words, uh, seeing a kid in the beginning, taking the kid to the general dentist or to the doctor, to the pediatrician, is great, even through periodontist, for cleaning. So they can understand why the importance of cleaning. So that way we can prevent problems in future. <laughs> so in other words, I don't see too many kids, but by the time that I see the kids here, it's because most of it is just for, you know, take a baby teeth out or something like that. But I wish that we could actually explain the, the importance of brushing and flossing their teeth regularly so we can prevent periodontal disease. But again, 30% of the whole entire U.S. population, 30%, they have some kind of gum disease. And all those 30%, 15%, it's severe. And when they get older, after 50 years of age, 60, 50% of that population age, they do have periodontal disease. And that's where heart problems start. That's when the diabetes starts and because it's all linked. Bleeding gums will cause bacteria to get your bloodstream. Pretty much as simple as it is. And the, blood, and the, 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 the bacteria in your bloodstream are going to cause infection really far away. Strokes, heart attacks, diabetes perhaps. So it's going to be, it's, gum disease inflammation. It's going to cause inflammation of the part of your body because the bacteria will get to your bloodstream anyways. So, the, the, so I, again, I, I like doing my profession. I love treating patients, but if we could prevent, it would be easier. <laughs> That's it. You know, what is it? The, the, the ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And, 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 you know, it goes back to what you were saying earlier in the show as well. And that is that the, 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 the health of your mouth will play a major role in the health of your overall body. So if, if, you're, if you're not, you know, have healthy practices, you know, to keep your mouth, you know, clean, as you say, flossed and brushed, and then you're, you're, you're inviting trouble. So uh, it's, 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 it's very important that you do that. And now the, you, you had mentioned earlier that you had thought about being a professor. Um, you still have any leanings towards that? No, it's age because I have two kids at home. I have one four-year-old girl. I have a one-and-a-half-year-old boy. So I want to keep working for the next at least 20 years, 25 years if I can. Then once at the end of my career, I think that's when I, I may help other people. So I want to help because become a teacher, it's a full-time job as well. So yeah, I have friends, I have some doctors. I have actually a, a patient of mine that her son went to become a dentist. In, in Nebraska, so and that was fun because a, a couple, I think a couple of months ago, I gave him a call. Said, "So how are we doing?" He said, "Well, I'm just graduating next year, so great." So those are things that he asked me questions about. So what should I do? What, I said, "What do you like it?" And that's a, that's why I say, you know it's it's fun because I can I learn and now I can actually pass on to some someone else. So right now, being a full time teacher is not my mind yet. Because I have other things on my plate, 
but uh, definitely, uh, for example, I do have a study club. Uh, I do every month a uh, Zoom meeting, study club, like, we, uh, like uh, some of the people we do here anyways. So I invite doctors to be part of the study club. So we pretty much would discuss. It's uh, every last Thursday of the month. That's why we start, we start talking about everything about dentistry, procedures, cases reports, case studies, or just chit chat about you know business part of the of the of the of the dentistry, which is that's why we ask more questions because okay, how do you do this? How do you do that? So and that's how we learn. So I think it's kind of teaching as well in a certain way. But uh, yeah, it's it's something fun to go back to school and eventually be there, uh, try to teach the young kids to to how you can actually be better on your profession, how you can help other people as well. Well, which brings us back to people like you, Lucy, and Score. That's what you do. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, I have a. a, a this is a curiosity question, kind of a silly thing, but I wonder, uh, in your experience, are women or men more afraid of dentists or oral <laughs> problems? Yeah, you know, to think to come to a specialist. I, a few people that I know that have gone to a person like yourself you know they go oh my god it's terrible you know and i just wonder is it because a lot of the men that i know are kind of scared of dentists in general what? so what is your experience the bigger they are <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh it's, it's sorry but it's true i mean most of the fish they're more apprehensive are more men than women uh i think it's just because of women's uh, i mean don't no, let's not talk about uh, you know ideology or anything like that. But women, they are more conservative on their own health. So I believe if they see a bleeding gums, they don't wait until it actually start hurting. In, in periodontal disease, unfortunately, it's the silence death of the teeth. It doesn't hurt. That's a problem. Your gums are bleeding, but it doesn't hurt until you start hurting. So a woman, uh, I believe they, they are more self-conscious about them. So once I see gums bleeding, they, they go see uh, periodontists or even the general dentist. A man usually just keep postponing to actually the last minute. So uh, sorry about that, but I, it's, yeah, I see more men with more oppressive, uh, you know, to become here to sit on my chair than actually a woman. I I hope I answered your question, uh, Lucia. No, did I, I think you did. We're all a bunch of big babies. We get it. We get it. <laughs> but no, it's important. Uh, when you see signs like that, you should go get it checked out. You know, if you got bleeding gums, then you got a problem, right? And yeah. yep, that's correct. So you know, don't wait around. Well, put it this way: the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be when it comes to taking care of the the issue. So. Uh, okay, well, we just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, any other, uh, say, words of advice or any other uh, something you'd like to uh, mention before we go here, Doctor Perez? Perez? Uh, yes. So, as you mentioned, don't don't wait until it's too late. So, my recommendation is have your teeth. Go back to your general dentist. Get get a general dentist that you like it, you trust it. Don't think too much about insurance. Just think I like this guy, I like this doctor. Stay with the doctor. And then the most important thing, try to see the doctor regularly, and maybe once every six months, once a year. So they can check for cavities. They can check for gum disease. If you're at home, one of the things that's really important is that when you're at home, when you brush your teeth, take a look at your cheeks, take a look at your tongue, make sure there's no cancer in your mouth as well. Make sure your gums are not bleeding. Make sure you have no teeth mobility. And for people that have missing teeth, 
it's really important to restore the missing tooth. Even though we say, oh, it's just a tooth in the back. Well, guess what? If you have less teeth to chew, you're not going to be able to chew more hard, high nutrients food. You're going to be eating more mushes, like a, a, a pasta, things that are really soft. So that will trigger more problems, health problems. Because if you eat a lot of uh, soft things and really high, uh, with a, a lot of uh, carbohydrates, you're going to end up with diabetes, heart attack, heart disease. So that's one thing that people say, oh, they have no more teeth. I don't need to go back to the dentist. Well, actually, you should always go back to the dentist, even especially if you don't have any teeth in your mouth. Because cancer is still can happen. And if your dentures is loose, you're not going to be able to chew correctly anyways. So right. it's, that's why I said, make sure you go back to see your dentist once a year or every six months. Yeah. Good health starts in your mouth. <laughs> Take it from a guy who uses his mouth all the time, right? <laughs> Big mouth me. Well, Dr. Pires, thank you so much for being with us. It's a, It's been a great conversation. You have a fascinating practice, and uh, thanks for being here in our community. And we'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Chris. Uh, again, thank you for this invitation. It was really fun. So thank you very much. All right. Well, it was a pleasure. It's good to know you and, and know that you are around to help anybody. You know, let's All right. uh, you can find... state again that uh, a lot of illnesses All result right. as a result of All not right. taking care of your teeth. All right. So, thank you, Lucy. We got, we got to go, though. You can find him at winterparkperiodontist.com. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score. See you. What's the Score is a public service presentation of Salem Media Group Orlando. All rights reserved. This was a pre-recorded show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.